Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with recent bride Julie Guadalupe, who was married at the Swan and Dolphin Resort at Walt Disney World. And I thought you would be interested to hear how Julie and Lisa planned their wedding and how everything turned out. Welcome, Julie. Hi, how are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Did you decide from the start that you wanted to have a Disney wedding? Because at the time that we got engaged, we actually weren't allowed to be legally married um, at that time. That was back in um, 2014. So although she had proposed to me and, and I wore a ring, I honestly didn't even feel truly engaged to her until June of 2015 when the Supreme Court decision was passed that all couples could be married. So it wasn't until a year later after she had proposed that we actually even thought about starting to plan a wedding but then because it was so close to the end of the year we had to plan really fast we wanted to get it in funny enough so that we could file our taxes together that <laughs> year uh, um, which people take for granted that is really something that everybody should be able to do and not everybody was able to do so that was a big moment for us so anyways I'm a school teacher so I was at home when that decision came out. Um, this was during the summertime. She was at work because they run summer camps at her um, studio. And I woke up and saw the news on Facebook and I couldn't believe it. I called her. She came straight home and she said, you know what? Because of our schedules, the only time of the year that we're both off of work at the same time is between Christmas and um, New Year's. And she said, let's just go to Disney and get married there. And this is my dream. I mean, it's not her dream. She would have gotten married right here in our house for all she cared, just to be married. But just that she had gone out of her way to say, I know this is what you want, and I think it would be awesome too. Let's go get married at Disney. I started planning, you know, that moment, that day, actually, that we finally found out that we could actually get legally married. So, yeah, from that day, we, knew, we did know we want to get married at Disney. That's awesome. Now, how did you decide to get married at the Swan and Dolphin? We actually started looking at the different price options for the Disney fairy tale weddings, and it just wasn't in the budget for us. We were paying for the wedding ourselves, and 
my brother had actually been married at the Swan and Dolphin about 15 years ago. Hmm. He and his wife, who are still married today, and our Disney fanatics as well, actually got married there. So I knew that there was an option that was more affordable for us. And I, I just started, you know, looking right away at the options that Swan and Dolphin had, which are a lot different than they were 15 years ago, but still a lot more budget friendly for us since we were, our parents weren't helping us pay at all. And so which ceremony and reception venues did you choose at the Swan and Dolphin? We chose the beach for our ceremony, um, which actually worked out perfect because Lisa, you know, had mentioned that she had kind of always wanted to be married on a beach and I had always wanted to be married at Disney. So we were both kind of getting what we wanted. And um, I also felt like with the beach venue, it's so beautiful on its own that we wouldn't have to put a lot of money into decorating that area to make it beautiful enough for the ceremony that we wanted to have. So we did that for the ceremony. And then for the reception, we went over to Disney Springs and had a brunch buffet at the House of Blues, which was awesome. That's great. How many guests did you have? We had about between 30 and 35 family and friends there with us. Did they have to travel a long way to be there, or are you guys local? We are not local. We actually live south of Atlanta, so it takes us about between six and seven hours to get there. Um, We had some family travel with us from Atlanta, and we had some family that lives over in Tampa, so they were able to make kind of a short-distance travel. That's great. So how did you find vendors for the different aspects of having a wedding at the Swan and Dolphin? You know, I don't really know what I would have done or how I would have been able to plan the wedding at all without the Disbride group. Um, They were able to give me, I'm pretty sure I used every preferred vendor that was on the list. (laughs) And that's where, you know, I just kind of went by, because we had to plan so fast, I kind of just went by, you know, what the girls on the board had to say and the recommended vendors through that. And I would you know, Google or speak to the ladies at Just Mary um, for their opinions. But um, most of our vendors definitely came from the Disbrides group. And also there's a group that's a same-sex weddings group. It's called Same-Sex Weddings in the Orlando theme park area. And it's a very small group, but that group is also very helpful for which vendors are I don't want to say gay friendly because it, it's not even about that for us. There are a lot of vendors that claim to be same sex or gay friendly. For us, we didn't want just somebody who was tolerant of the fact that we were two women getting married. We wanted to make sure that every vendor we used was not just tolerant, but was as excited as they would be for any couple on that day. So for us, there was kind of an extra step. Because even after vendors were recommended or even after we felt like we had a good idea of who we wanted, we wouldn't book any vendors without talking to them personally first and making sure, you know, what kind of vibe we got from them as far as, you know, how they felt about us being two women and getting married. We just didn't want any kind of negativity at all in our day and um, something that not necessarily every couple has to think about. That's interesting. Do you have any recommendations of vendors? Yes. 
In fact, every vendor that we used, I would highly recommend. Randy Chapman for photography was amazing. We loved him so much. So we're actually going back in June um, and doing a family shoot in some of the resorts with him. I mean, I just can't even say, you know, enough good things about him. We thought he was great. He he put up with us, I would say. We kind of are a tough couple because all we do is laugh. <laughs> and so when he, you know, wanted us to pose or whatever, I mean, half the time we were, most of our pictures are pictures of us laughing at each other, which is what we do, which is great. But he, he just kind of, you know, fell right in line to that's who we are. And he just took care of business. So I loved that about him. We loved Jamie at the House of Blues. Her communication was just above and beyond. And I never had to worry about a thing. She handled everything just beautifully. Um, I would, if I could do the whole day over again, I wouldn't change a thing about any of our vendors. We used Cinemedia for our video, which we actually, every preferred vendor was on vacation during the week of our wedding because, you know, some people do like to take off the week after Christmas. And um, so we actually booked our video through Just Mary, and they are the ones that hooked us up with Cinemedia. It's a, um, as far as I can tell, it's a pretty small video group. It's just, you know, one fella who owns the business and comes out himself and does the video. Um, he was great. We just really loved him um, as well. So, yeah, any of those three I, we thought were just phenomenal. And who did you have for an officiant? Oh, I'm glad you asked me that. We actually um, had a lady named Valerie Tucker. She is a friend and was recommended to us by Renee Silverman. She was just lovely. She had a beautiful speaking voice, which people may not necessarily think to consider. But we spoke with her on Skype, um, you know, prior to the wedding, actually prior to booking her. And she has a British accent and it just sounded so beautiful, you know, and she was very excited for us. And she kind of wrote our ceremony just beautifully. And um, we actually have actually recommended her to another couple who's going to be getting married there at the Swan and Dolphin um, next December, which is also a same-sex couple. And I was glad to have somebody to um, kind of recommend her to. That's wonderful. Did you add any Disney touches or have a theme? We didn't plan to have a theme because I felt like it was my dream to have a Disney wedding and not necessarily Lisa's. At first when I was planning, we were just kind of, um, well, we knew I was going to wear a pink dress because just my life is pink and everybody would have probably died of shock if I got married in anything other than pink. <laughs> so um, that's basically all we knew. And we kind of planned around my dress, honestly. But Lisa and I had a conversation a few months into my planning, and she was like, you know, where's all the hidden Mickeys? And I was like, well, I didn't put any hidden Mickeys because I didn't want to, I want to be respectful of you that this was, you know, my dream without making it to Disney. And she said, how can we have a Disney wedding without having hidden Mickeys? <laughs> so that kind of became a little bit our theme. You know, she had, Dis she had Mickey cufflinks. And the boys had Mickey tie tacks. And then I had Mickey's in my hair. There was a hidden Mickey on my dress where my mom had actually burned a hole in my dress the week before the wedding when she was steaming it. Mm. And then patched it. It was just a nightmare. 
but she patched it with with a Mickey over top of it, a <laughs> rhinestone Mickey, which was actually a suggestion from some of the girls on the board. I said, what are we going to do about this? I'm trying not to panic. And they said, you should put a hidden Mickey over it. Uh-huh. So we did. And it actually became, you know, one of the, everybody wanted to see the hidden Mickey on the back of my dress. So that was good. But yeah, and we had them. We had Mickey's in our cake and um, Mickey balloons and just kind of, you know, little hidden Mickey's here and there. And all the guests got Mickey ears as their favors. And actually everybody was really good sports and almost everybody wore their Mickey ears during the ceremony. So I was pretty excited about that. That's great. Can you give a timeline of how the day ran from getting ready, the ceremony, and then off to the meal afterwards? Yes, we, our ceremony was at 11, which we chose because we're not smart in wedding planning time management. And we were like, oh, let's get married at 11. We'll sleep in and then we'll be able to just have an early morning, uh, late morning ceremony. And then we'll hop off to the parks afterwards. So that's not how it works. So <laughs> we had to actually had to, and I didn't mention, but fairy tale hair and makeup, um, Tara Fontana's fairy tale hair and makeup. I actually did my hair and makeup also. And they, I can't say enough. I loved her. I loved them. I loved that. I would recommend them to anyone. She did a beautiful job. Jackie was my stylist and she did a beautiful job on my hair, makeup. Everything was wonderful. So she was coming at 6 (laughs) a.m. So there was no sleeping in. We were staying at the Caribbean Beach Resort. So um, we had to travel over, which, you know, it's just right across the street from the Swan Dolphin, really. So we traveled over at 5 a.m. so that we could kind of eat a little bit of breakfast and be prepared when Jackie arrived. And then my friend Heather and I, we stayed in the hospitality suite until about 9.45. We were having a first look at 10 o'clock. And then our ceremony was starting at 11. And then we were staying around to have pictures on the boardwalk until about one but we sent our guest on over to the house of blues so jamie was very gracious there and she went ahead and hosted our guest that had already arrived and but our actual um reception didn't start till one o'clock but we were done there by about two thirty, and then we could head on back to the hotel and kind of hop on over to the parks in the afternoon That's great. Can you tell my listeners a little bit about planning your reception at House of Blues? Did they have set menus? Were you able to customize it? And did you have a DJ or anything like that? We actually just had a brunch buffet there. I honestly am not sure how, I imagine their menu is very customizable, but I didn't want to do a whole lot of planning. Just my life is busy. And so I emailed Jamie. And I said, listen, I know we want to have a brunch buffet. And Lisa Marie had actually said to me, feel free to use my brunch menu from my House of Blues reception. So I emailed Jamie and I said, listen, Lisa Marie said I could use her um, menu. And she said, sure, I'll email you that right over. Take a look at it. It was everything we wanted, except we had to say no bell peppers in the potatoes. (laughs) So (laughs) Other than that, we kept it exactly the same. Um, but I think that you, you know, you can customize your own menu there. They're very um, accommodating. 
for anything that we asked there. We didn't have a DJ. Um, we didn't plan actually to have any dancing, but she had told us that they could either pipe in the music from the main dining room in the House of Blues, or we could bring a playlist on any device and she could play it through a Bluetooth speaker that they have that's actually very small, but pretty powerful. So we chose to bring a playlist of some of our favorite songs and we just kind of had them playing in the background. And actually we did wind up dancing, even though we didn't mean to, because, you know, we were standing up, um, Lisa and I, and we just heard a song that we loved and we just started dancing. I think they do have that option that you can um, have dancing there if you want. We just didn't go that route. Okay. So when you were planning, you mentioned that, you know, you are busy and you didn't want to spend a lot of time. Were there aspects of the wedding where you did focus your time or maybe your budget? Our budget, definitely. Our video used a lot of our budget. We went back and forth on whether or not we wanted to even have a video um, just because it was, it is such an expensive part of the day. But at the end of the day, I, I felt like, I would be sad if we didn't have that video to watch every year on our anniversary or to share with our family that wasn't able to be there because it is kind of a, a travel and an expense and things like that. So we just kind of decided we were going to spend that large part of our you know, budget on the video, which I'm thankful that we did. But as far as planning, you know, I, I don't really feel like I spend a lot of time on anything, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> the ladies on the board were so helpful, and everything just seemed so easy to plan. But I can't even think what I even spend a lot of time working on, honestly. I did listen to a lot of violin music, I know, because I knew we were having a violinist, and I wasn't sure how certain songs would sound being played as a, you know, by a solo violinist. So I know I, I spent a lot of time listening to violin music, but as far as planning, the hardest thing to plan was the transportation. It was really hard to figure out how to get guests where they needed to be. What did you end up doing for that? Our guests came to the Swan and Dolphin kind of in shifts from, from Caribbean Beach. A lot of our guests were staying there, which was was helpful to us because then my mom's husband was able to kind of shuttle our guests over from Caribbean Beach to the Swan and Dolphin because there's an $18 parking fee at the Swan and Dolphin for your guests. So I had warned everybody, you know, you're free to take your own car, but if you do, there is an $18 parking fee. Um, but if you just want, you know, to be shuttled over, we have family that's willing to take people and, and you know, drop you off there. So that's kind of what we did. And then our guests, actually, many of our guests took Disney transportation, a.k.a. buses, from the Swan and Dolphin to um, Disney Springs, which was okay, except for they were having some construction going on with the parking area. And the bus drop-off is at the complete opposite end of Disney Springs than the House of Blues. Oh, yeah. And we had guests in wheelchairs. So that was not my favorite part of the day. But, you know, what can you do? If I could do it again, I would give every one of my guests, honestly, a $20 bill. <laughs> and I would say, you can either use this to pay for your own parking and take your own car. 
or you can use this to get yourself a cab from Swan and Dolphin to the House of Blues front door. It's just, there's not an easy way, I don't think. Not right. that I've found. What ended up being your favorite memory of the day? Oh, our first look was my favorite moment of the day. I loved our first look. I, I loved that moment. I will never forget it. If, if people, you know, are on the fence about whether or not to do a first look, I wanted to do it for ease of being able to go ahead and take a lot of the pictures and get them out of the way before the ceremony. I didn't realize that doing it would be, you know, so emotional and just such a perfect moment of our day. Lisa didn't necessarily want to do a first look. She felt like it would be more effective or emotional to see me walking down the aisle for the first time. But since that day, she has thanked me many, many times for encouraging her to do the first look because when we saw each other, first of all, I don't think Lisa had in her mind what to even expect. I think she just didn't know how kind of done up I would be. She just doesn't think that far ahead. You know, she just, like I say, she shows up and has a great time everywhere she goes, but I don't think she spends a lot of time thinking it through. And I think that it really just caught her off guard that, you know, Jackie had done my makeup so pretty and she had done my hair so pretty. And my mom had made this dress so beautifully. And, um, when she turned around, she just, her reaction just made me react away. And it was just a moment that we were able to have that time with each other face to face, just loving each other and just being so excited with each other rather than having to spend that time being quiet and listening to the ceremony that, you know, was for us um, with all these people looking at us. So um, I'm thankful that we did that. And actually it's my favorite part of the video. It's my favorite photos that we got from the day and just my favorite moment of the whole day. That's wonderful. Besides the trick with the transportation and being dropped off in the wrong place, was there anything that went wrong or just didn't turn out like you expected? It's funny because if you asked me that right after, I wouldn't, I would have just said no, because we kind of, we weren't so uptight about the way we expected things needed to be. Um, we just were happy to be there and we were glad this day was happening. And so we just kind of lived our day, just here we are and let's be happy. But um, looking back, there were some things that I'm kind of surprised that they didn't upset me or give me some anxiety. I mean, we had a man in his swim trunks run across our ceremony <laughs> during, during our ring exchange. And normally, if you knew me in real life, that would be something that would just infuriate me. You know, we spent a lot of money on this day and we spent a lot of time on this day and this was our day. And here's this man. I mean, we were on a public beach. Well, public to the guests at Swan and Dolphin. But he saw the ceremony happening, but he saw a hammock on the other side of the ceremony. <laughs> It's like a cartoon character. So he, right. So he ran across right behind Valerie as she is saying the words that we need to say as we put the rings <laughs> on each other's fingers. And he yells out, 
oh, sorry. And he runs through and he jumps into the hammock on the other side. And I have to wonder if he did this on some kind of dare or like his friends didn't think he was doing it, would do it. Or maybe he had one too many mimosas in the morning or I don't know. But all we could do was laugh about it at that moment. We did. We looked at each other and we're just like, this is happening right now. I just cannot believe it. So that happened, and um seems like there was something. Oh, we spilled our sand. We mostly spilled our sand in our sand ceremony, which is fine because, you know, we had, it was me and Lisa and our two boys were involved in this sand pouring ceremony, and I specifically got a glass cube with a very large opening at the top because I knew that, you know, this could be an issue. But um, we spilled it anyway, and it was fine. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, the sand got into the glass cube eventually, and it was fun. And it's funny to watch when we watch the video, so it was all fine. But as far as, like, our vendors and things like that, no, everything really went without a hitch. Our My dress steamer came in all in a panic and acted like she was really super late, but I didn't even notice um, that. And um, she she said that they didn't. Um, at the front desk know where we were Hmm. Um, when I got there that morning and I was trying to check in for the hospitality suite they didn't seem to know who I was that morning either I think there was maybe some miscommunication because we weren't staying at the hotel Hmm. so um, that was but it was no big deal I mean it it was worked out in maybe 10-15 minutes so no big deal but other than that no everything went really well that's great Was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand or was worrisome and then turned out not to be? Well, I worried a little bit about, um, we didn't really spend any money on um, flowers or decorations. Um, They're just, it's so, it's such a huge expense. And I just felt like for the time that we were going to be there, our guests may not even notice and We didn't do centerpieces on the tables or anything like that. Um, And and I did worry about that a little bit because I was afraid that we would get out there and and it would look sparse or I might miss it. But I think no one even, I I didn't notice. And I don't think our guests noticed. I wouldn't say they did. So I was glad that, you know, we hadn't spent that money. But other than that, no, I, I tried not to worry too much. That's good. That's a good way to be a bride. (laughs) Right. So do you have any tips for those considering a swan and dolphin event or maybe anybody looking for an alternative to Disney's fairy tale weddings? Definitely. If you are looking to get married at Disney and you want to do it on a budget, swan and dolphin was perfect for us. The, The budget was just right. And I think it was very Disney for us. I've heard some of the other brides say, you know, well, no, we want to feel like we're at Disney. To us, it did feel very Disney to us. Um, to me, that's one of the first buildings I see when we drive in. And when I was a little girl, that building is what I thought was Disney. Hmm. So I was very excited to be married there and that it was affordable for us. If For any brides who do get married at the Swan and Dolphin, We really loved um, the beach venue because um, you can see the building in our background um, of our pictures. And I thought that that was beautiful. 
And I also loved um, just being able to walk over to the boardwalk and get some pictures over there. It was just a really, really easy walk. And um, some of our best pictures were taken over there. Just the colors and the background and things over there were awesome. I would recommend just being very careful to check all your vendors out because I know that you can book a lot of vendors through Just Mary and they will seek them all out for you. And I'm sure that they're awesome. But I was particular about wanting to make sure that we were 100% happy with every vendor that we had. You know, we kind of felt like we had some special needs with our um, wedding being same sex and things like that. So I know they do have that option, but I also know that you can bring in your own vendors at Swan and Dolphin, which I really loved. You don't have to use any of Just Mary's vendors. You can um, do everything on your own if you want to spend the time and money to do that. That's great. Is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? Hmm. I don't think there is, actually. <gasps> Nowhere? Not even the Disbrides group? <laughs> they are on the Disbrides group, but I'll tell you what. I know there's an album on the Disbrides group, and I do share a lot of pictures on the Disbrides group. And I'll tell you something. Because of our professions in our lives, and because we live in a small town, in a way, our wedding day was actually almost like a coming out for us. I'm not too private of a person, but Lisa kind of is. And um, she had actually never posted anything on her own Facebook page about her relationships or her family or anything like that. So our wedding day was the first time she ever posted any pictures of us on her Facebook page. So because she lives her life kind of so privately, We've never really um, put ourselves out there on social media really at all. The Disbridge group is such a safe space that I feel very free to post pretty much anything that I want to on that group. And the ladies are all so nice and so supportive and I don't have to worry of any kind of judgment or any kind of backlash. So um, definitely there's an album there. But also, we're actually going to, um, in the fall, be featured in a magazine. So we're pretty excited about that as well. That's great. Which magazine? It's called Pink Weddings Magazine, and it's a same-sex weddings magazine. It's been in publication since 2011. They're working on our couples feature right now, so I'm pretty excited about that. That's wonderful. And I can also put some photos in the post for this episode on DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Perfect. Well, Julie, thank you so much for taking the time to share the story of your day. I think you've offered a lot of great tips for people who are interested in getting married to the Swan and Dolphin, and also wonderful tips about finding vendors if you're having a same-sex event and you're worried about the acceptance of who you would be working with. So I appreciate your taking the time. Well, thank you so much. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at Passporter.com weddings.asp or in print at Passporter.com and Amazon.com.
Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style. All for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.